I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you? I'm I'm very... Well, I just got over COVID, so... (laughs) I mean, relatively doing great <laughs> dude that was that was so 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm like one of the last people i know that hasn't gotten it yeah that was cool like three years ago <laughs> yeah i don't even get sympathy like <laughs> <laughs> oh covid okay yeah yeah <laughs> we've moved on to like zebra flu or whatever i don't know <laughs> hmm. oh yeah uh, the new thing is uh death by inhalation of like deadly train smoke <laughs> hey uh don't joke that's not too far from me <laughs> that's, that's, yeah i, I guess that could travel up north <laughs> yeah it's not that far it's no. it's new that's big news around here uh it's killing cows like 100 miles away uh, yeah yeah but rest assured they were not uh they weren't transporting any hazardous materials. So anyway, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't want to get into the politics of that. No, uh, let's, let's keep this fun. Yeah. Uh, episode 52. All right. Episode 52. We missed a week. I don't know if our fans noticed that. Um, yeah, we gave them a break for the Super Bowl. They didn't want to get the blue team would have spoiled it for them, but that's actually not what happened. Can I tell you? I don't know that, you know, I, I, I have to admit something, right? Yeah. I I forgot to post episode fifty one. Like I just we went oh. a week, and like it was recorded. I just didn't post it. Like I forgot. I just I think I was camping with my family, and I just forgot to post it. And then last mm-hmm. week I I had to cancel on us. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. record. But I was like, oh, but I have this episode in my back <laughs> pocket because <laughs> I didn't post I didn't post last Sunday, and that's where. Oh, we ladies did and gentlemen, post one on on Super Bowl. I Sunday. did, yeah, 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 and that's where that's where episode fifty one came from. Shows uh, how much I pay attention to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so episode fifty two, and if uh, if I do my math right, <laughs> we're gonna post that on the twenty first, twentieth. I don't yeah. know. Honestly, I'm surprised we have made it this far. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean this this show continues to devolve into. Just other nonsensical media. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, before we get into it, mm-hmm. I uh, I finished watching The Boys. I can't remember if I mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a fun Super, ride, huh? Great show. Yeah, I love it. I love it a lot. <laughs> My brother recommended it to me, and he's like, "Oh, season one and two are really good." He's like, three kind of falls off a little bit." Uh, but I disagree. I thought season I, three was great. I disagree as well. <laughs> I think they just keep amping up. <laughs> yeah like, it's just it's just a wild show like i kind of like it's it's refreshing because i have no idea which direction the show is going to go in right normally you yeah. just know right you watch yellowstone now so you know like oh my you God, know it's every soap o- it's an old man soap opera <laughs> that's what i said it's soap it's so it's so bad <laughs> it's, it's, 
Um, It'd be my grandfather's favorite show if he wasn't dead. <laughs> so I got I got the boys out of the way. Good. And now I'm three episodes into The Last of Us. Oh, nice. Uh, Ooh, you saw the third one then, huh? That's my favorite. Oh my god. <laughs> I like just depressing. I mean, yeah, that Pretty episode is like just made, like one of the best episodes of TV ever. So good. It, I, I agree. I think I, I was like, this is the best episode ever because it really screws with your expectations. Uh, I, I just kept, especially like in the beginning when they first meet, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to like kill him somehow. Like, he's like, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust the show already. <laughs> like something hard, so like something horrible is going to happen between these two, but like, but it's so much more than that, right? It's just like just turns into like this beautiful and then like sad thing, um, but like beautiful. And I, yeah, just comments on masculinity and uh, oh like, yeah, like uh, it's what The Walking Dead could have been if it didn't <laughs> just want to keep cranking out the same garbage. <laughs> I mean, and like the acting was just super good too. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron Swanson, man. Yeah, I don't know that guy from much, but uh, so I was. Like, I only know him as Ron. By him. Yeah, I only know him as Ron Swanson, but uh, now I can confidently say that guy's got some range because uh, yeah. that was it was just it was unbelievable, super good. So yeah, I'd have two more episodes. Podcast, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dissect the Last of Us. I'll be on uh, Team Zombie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else were we gonna? Oh yeah, you want to talk? I don't want to. You want to talk about the Super Bowl? I not really, but good. Like, okay. Any yeah, any trash. opinions? Yeah, the, the refs, great game. Great. The game. refs. The refs called it right. The refs one called like bad call. <laughs> one holding call. You think the whole game rested on one holding call? Kinda. Yeah. Don't I don't you? think so. It you was... don't think so? No. You don't no. think so? You don't think the outcome of that game changes if that holding call is not made? Uh, yeah, I think they win by a touchdown instead of a field goal, is what I think. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. You don't know. There was still plenty of time when that holding call was going but on. But I think, it but that's the it point. Wasn't that, that wasn't that, the drive. That's the point, though. Philadelphia gets the ball back. They hardly were doing anything. <laughs> Still, the end of that game. They, they were trying to hold the hold on. They didn't get their chance. Chiefs had All the right. momentum. Chiefs in the over is my favorite bet in my whole life. I've Fan. won so much money just betting <laughs> the Chiefs in the over. <laughs> Fan and I couldn't believe it came true. <laughs> All right, enough. All right, that's all we have to say. Enough. <laughs> Let's get into it. Episode 52. Uh, I am covering minute marker fifty one twenty one to fifty two twenty one, um, and like I said, since we didn't record last week, I still had my notes prepared last week, and I haven't read them since, and I have, and I didn't rewatch the minute, so it's a little stale. Fans, bear with me here. Um, by the way, we have at least one fan, at oh. least one. Should I bring <laughs> it up now? Do it. Yeah, I thought. Uh, okay. Let's give this guy. Let's give him a shout out. Let me see. Uh, Wellby Reddit on uh, your user, uh, Wellby Reddit on Tenet brought us up in a somebody else's post um, about Tenet. Uh, mentions. Uh, <laughs> I like the way he just described uh, this. He says, um, "Listening to Tenet podcast is like watching someone else play Super Mario." Fun to watch, but there are moments where you are rocking back and forth and want to grab the controller for your turn. 
<laughs> LOL. Speaking of which, so they were talking about somebody else's Tenet podcast, <laughs> or they did one episode on Tenet. Uh, and then he <laughs> amateurs, <mentioned>, yeah, <laughs> dedicate your whole lives to it. <laughs> and he says, speaking of uh, these, that de- he's speaking about us, these dedicated podcasters are in episode 51 of their tenant journey, exclamation point. <laughs> so uh, happy to hear we have fans out there. We don't do much social media promotion of this uh, podcast. Um, Honestly, this is more for us. Uh, but the yeah, fact that point, someone yeah. else, the fact that someone else is getting some entertainment value out of this, uh, honestly, the comment made my day. So thank you for the kind words. Very, yeah, very excited. I should we should start plugging other things that we're on. So if you want to actually reach us, we like we always say, put a comment on whatever app you're listening on. That's the best way to get in touch with us. Or um, you can contact me at the Lazy Stoic on all social media, whatever you prefer. That's better because. To be honest, I don't know how to check the comments. We say that every week, actually. That's I check the direction. The oh, good for you. At least one of us is doing their job. <laughs> I think somebody left a nasty one. Or, like It was incoherent. So I think somebody oh. sat on their phone. <laughs> Might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to party with that guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Stop stalling. 50, read, read your incoherent. Uh, 50, 51 to 20, 51, 21 to 52, 21. We changed scenes. Uh, now we got like, we left off last week, this like beautiful view on a promenade on a, on like a cliff. Uh, I speculated that I think this is Italy. I did some research. It yeah. is Italy. It's Ravello. Mm-hmm. The, the promenade, the place is called the Belvedere Villa Simbroni. I'm saying that wrong, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, Italy, it's beautiful. Um, and the dialogue picks up where we left off last week. The, uh, or Kat asks the protagonist, like, did you destroy it or do you have the painting, right? And he said, I didn't think you'd want it back, uh, which we, this is a bold-faced lie. He mm-hmm. did not take the painting. He was never there to take the painting. Uh, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And Which then, I think is, I've, I've thrown out this conspiracy before that it, this is an element of the script that was tossed out at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Kat says, does he know? And the protagonist says, not yet, so sit tight. Uh, this is hilarious, right? She says, yeah. does he know? Like, his Freeport was just, like, bombarded by a 747. Like, and he knows he's got some stuff in that Freeport. Like, Seder knows what's up. Seder's, like, not stupid. He's not mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, like, what a weird coincidence that a plane crashed into my Freeport. Right? I, I mean, imagine if you're playing the Tenet game. It's hard to tell what stuff that's happening to you and what stuff that you're, you've already you've done in the future. <laughs> right, right? It's like, oh, well, maybe I had to blow it up. <laughs> like, right? I don't know. I think Sater's smarter than this. I can't tell. (laughs) I can't tell the intelligence level of Sater. So, and I have more on this too, actually, right? So, Sater, like, he he basically owns the Freeport, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, he owns the construction company that built it. Yes? Yeah. Or he's affiliated with it. Um, We have the protagonist and Neil walking plain-faced into it at the time of the crash, there's got to be like surveillance footage of it. 
then the protagonist introduces himself to Seder later on. Like, if Seder had any competence whatsoever, he'd be like, hey, this is the same guy that was in my Freeport at the time a 747 crashed into it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Like, but that, then you just kind of have to like take it on that he looked that up. But also, you have to remember that to be part of Tenet is you just have to take your intuition. Like when Freya meets the protagonist for the first time, she just kind of goes along with it. Yeah, it would be yes. a part of Tenet where, like, when Ives also when you're introduced to Ives the first time, and you just have to like take it on face value that he's on the right side of the team. Right. It's because in this game you'd constantly be being introduced to people you don't know, but who might know you. Right? You hear what I'm saying? Like, it would be hard to tell the difference. I like. I like that you're trying to defend it somehow. I appreciate the effort. That's all we do. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just going to stick with the Satyr's incompetent. He's an incompetent bad guy. Um, well, wait, <laughs> also, this line is funny, too, because he says the protagonist, like, so she says, does he know? He says, not yet. Sit tight. It's like telling a woman to calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like... Come on. Not a good look. No, no. And she's like, she responds like, sit tight. Um, every day my son, and on with her son again, every day my son spends that with that monster, he thinks a little less of me. And the protagonist says, it won't be long. In the meantime, yeah, what do you think those dad weekends are like? What are they doing <laughs> together? They ain't fishing. <laughs> I like to picture like Seder, like in his like underwear and like a tank top, like, in a recliner with a watching beer. cartoons like, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah exactly like a bowl of cereal on his on his like gut <laughs> you know like the rest of us it's just laughing at like rocky and bullwinkle seems like you're something <laughs> i bet he just rewatches uh like rocky four or something but he's got the end cut off no he's got uh, yeah what would be a uh... Trying to think of a really Russian. He's watching. He's watching really violent war movies. Like, uh, <laughs> Stalingrad. Yeah. <laughs> you ever yeah. see that war movie? It's from no. the Russian perspective. Brutal. <laughs> no. Uh, Enemy or, at the um, gates. I saw that. Was that or, Russian um, or that was a German? Uh, Hunt for Red October. <laughs> Com- Company Nine. Those are all American based. I'm trying to think of Russian ones that are. I don't know any pro Russian. Russian. <laughs> 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 the war movies. <laughs> I'm reading Crime and Punishment right now. That's oh, Russian. T sixty four. That's a good, that's a really pro Russian movie. Um. Okay, so she said. He says it won't be long. In the meantime, introduce me. The cat says, "As what?" He says, "I'm a former first secretary from the American Embassy in Rida, Rida, Riyadh, 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 Riyadh." Now um, he's trips me up too. Oof, Riyadh. We met at a party last June. Kat says, we were at a party in Riyadh, but I don't think it was June. Protagonist. It was June 29th, 7 or 7.30. Really good spy skills here. <laughs> Salmon was on the printed menu. Swapped for sea bass on the night. Seder left early. That's when we met. I came into Shipley's in London. You ran into me here. You want to show me your yacht. I love that. I actually love <laughs> All of that, that dialogue great, is great. That's great James Bond stuff. It Doesn't is. Where he got that information, don't care. It's just, 
Yeah. I love every every word of it. <laughs> he she says he'll think we're having an affair. <laughs> and the protagonist says then he'll want to meet me. <laughs> That's a real gamble. Yeah. I love that. Again, this is great. And she says, or have you killed? He says, let me worry about that. And then Kat's like, did I look worried? <laughs> oh, such a good line. <laughs> She's not worried. Um, all right, we cut to a new spot. Now we're at the bottom of the cliff. Uh, we're looking at the, the yacht from the pier. She says, sleep 70 with crew, two helicopters, missile defenses. And the protagonist is afraid of pirates. She says, Andre lives playing one government off the other. The day they turn, that's his refuge. She knows a lot about his shady business, mm-hmm. um, but not enough. Protagonist says, may I join you? Now, now he's in front of uh, Volkov, right? Oh, yeah. So, so trying to, you know, also get by him to get to the yacht. Kat says, not sure Volkov's taking passengers just now. We can see him preparing the dinghy protagonist says then we'll take mine and again we get this cut to the protagonist driving a super nice dinghy by the way <laughs> it's a speedboat I think. yeah yeah and it's like it's like the greatest shot ever because like cat is just chilling like a trophy wife in the back her arms spread out across the back the like protagon- a very 007 yeah shot. like yeah, yeah it's the camera's right on the driver the <laughs> her in the background yeah that's actually so that shot is the end of my minute right that oh, brings okay. us to 5221 uh before i turn it over to the blue team you're the blue team right yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> I <get> too. <laughs> um i got some yacht facts if you're interested oh interesting. i was just gonna say that this all the movie was made before that whole falling out of russia and ukraine where they started seizing all the russian yachts this is not a russian yacht so oh, okay oh do you know what the yacht was okay. i i did research on the real one because i was thinking should i buy this yacht it turns out i don't have enough money <laughs> <laughs> um i don't have enough money for any yacht actually so the name of this yacht is called planet nine uh it was uh for sale in 2020 for 101 million dollars so just a little over my yacht budget. Cat okay, um, <laughs> says it holds 70. False. It holds 16 guests in eight cabin, eight cabins and designed for 22 crew members, right? So I'm not great at math, uh, but 16 plus 22 is less than 70. I know that much. Um, it well, was they, own- I bet the, uh, the mercenaries don't exactly have full state rooms. They probably are just like in bunks. In, Maybe. Well, yeah. The- <laughs> In hammocks down below. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they sleep in one of the two helicopters. It only has one helipad, by the way. It doesn't have two helicopters. Um, yeah, that would be extensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently docked in St. Lucia in the Caribbean. Uh, apparently, you can locate any super yacht, by the way. <laughs> Fun fact, mm. if you know the name of it, Google it. You can find exactly where it is in the world. And it's owned by Nathaniel Rothschild. Oh, ooh, that's a conspiracy. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I don't know how uh, Nolan got his hands on it for the movie. Um, oh. But if you Google Planet Nine Yacht, you can get, you know, like a virtual tour of this thing. See the pictures for when it was for sa- from when it was for sale. Uh, it's okay. You know, if you've been on one super yacht, you've you've been on them all. So. Hey. <laughs> have not <laughs> not been on a super yacht i neither have i yeah 
I've been on a very nice canoe once. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Blue team, you're up. Okay, blue team. Blue team stuff. We'll have to buy those. We'll rent those two boats. You'll drive that yacht. I'll drive the uh, Magna Magna Viking. I want them. <laughs> oh, we'll flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay, your yours was all dialogue. Mine is all cars go vroom and stuff. Um, <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Okay, so if you remember, we're in the highway chase, and the big thing in my description, I don't think it messes up my description too much, but the big thing I screwed up on my whiteboard drawing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I screwed up like even more on my redo that I showed you is I kind of screw up where Seder gets Cat from and where Cat's journey through this whole thing is. Oh. Okay, so starting off at one hour, 32 minutes, 21 seconds, we have an inverted satyr in the middle of a gunfight searching the BMW. That's right. Okay. Okay. Oof. Yeah, I know. I have to get your head. Into okay. This. I have to. I do have to get my head back into this. This actually requires real In the far. chronology of the movie, not my blue team chronology, but in the chronology of the movie, um, the, the protagonist and Neil just rescued Kat from the vehicle that was decelerating BS confusion. Um, Seder jumped into another car and went to go search the BMW, which if you remember from the interrogation scene, which hasn't happened in my timeline yet, I haven't described it yet. I will describe it in better detail than I'm doing now or have <laughs> ever before. Um, he believes that the protagonist tells him it's in the BMW. Technically, this is the first place Seder searches after he leaves that interrogation, after he is inverted. This is the first place Seder goes because you have to remember he's inverted so he's moving backwards through this so Seder comes to the gunfight first when he's inverted searches the BMW and then moves backwards through the car chase if you can understand that I can't understand it. It's very hard. Uh, I because that's where I screwed up on the my whiteboard. But for him to invert and go through it backwards, he must have lived through the events of the car chase beforehand. No, this is his first time through it. That's impossible, right? That's this is because he's doing a temporal pincer movement on the car chase itself, right? And he's, he's starting. He's inverted. That's but that he no that's you can't always be inverted you have to be inverted. in the car chase he is but he had to have been through it once okay be well for the purposes of my minute he's inverted <laughs> can you accept that he's inverted right now where he is in the gunfight yeah the, protag the protagonist Neil and Cat are not inverted right yes so he's going backwards so everything you see from the perspective of Neil Cat and the protagonist is happening backwards to him. So the first moment that they see him is actually the last moment that he sees them. Last moment he sees them. Oh man, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> our, our main characters, Neil Cat, protagonist, not inverted. He is inverted. Yes. So from the perspective of 
the chronology. Their first interaction together is, is from his perspective, their last interaction together. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So technically this is his first, um, if you if you're a cat, what's going to happen here is inverted satyr is going to grab you and drag you back to that uh, to the, interrogation integration yeah. room, right? Yep. Yes. And then uh, she'll be sitting there all confused. He'll be doing backwards talk and won't understand what's going on. And then at the end, she's going to shoot her. He's going to shoot her, walk into the turnstile and disappear. Right. Doesn't he say? He like so. Remember, like, there's the scene where like he kicks her, right, and like kind of screams and spits, right. I gotta figure out where that is. <laughs> I have We're no not... idea where that is. Yeah, but, go well, but okay, it happens. It happened earlier. It happened yeah. already. Um, <laughs> In, from my perspective, but you're gonna talk about it. I don't think so. I think you're gonna get to it before Fuck. me. Um, <laughs> he says so. He he does that whole thing, and then he goes to prepare to go into the turnstile to go backwards. And he says, tell me everything as it happens. Yeah. So who he's, ta he's talking to some not inverted person who's observing it then. Exactly. Someone's observing yeah. it because he's going to go into the turnstile after it's happened to conduct mm -hmm. the, the, the pincer movement. Mm -hmm. So, Yes, that's correct. And when he goes in backwards, the first thing he does, he comes out of the turnstile, he shoots Cat, basically unshooting her, right? Yes. Then sits her down, then interrogates the protagonist. The protagonist doesn't understand that she's already been shot, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and then well, he's he, trying to, yeah. he sees that she's going to get shot. Yes. Yeah. And then he's, that's a whole other thing to talk about too, because he's threatening to shoot her in the head, but there's no other bullet in the glass. So he knows that's a bluff. Right. All right. Um, and then that's when he drags off the alive cat because she's not inverted. She's been unshot. She's alive. He drags her off with a mask on out. And then they switch the masks. He puts a mask on. She takes a mask off because once they get out of the turnstile, right, he needs the mask and she doesn't. That's when they get in the car. And that's the cat that goes through the whole chase scene. Oh yeah! Oh that, wow! Uh, yeah, you see, well, it took me a long time to explain that, and I'm sure Welby Reddit wanted to uh, take the wheel from my hands once some time. Wait a but, second! Wait a second! Yeah, oh, that's man. where I have to redraw the whiteboard. My mind is blown right now. Yeah, like why? Why is Cat in the car? That's the cat. The cat in the car was already in the interrogation booth. But then, <laughs> you know, like, oh, we should really she's tackle. Not, she's not inverted, but somehow they put her on the other side of the turnstile. Like Neil is on the other side of the turnstile in the Freeport. Yeah, you need to redraw this. Okay. No this kidding. Is, this is I need also, to make the turnstile bigger so I can. This is, this is also what we need to do because I, this is already a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even 10 seconds in my minute. <laughs> We need to we need to redraw the whiteboard. We also need to do some like tenant men special editions for like the last like the ten minute temporal pincer at the end of this movie, and then this temporal pincer movement because 
things are just not adding up or things are not clear because like, think about it from the beginning of the scene perspective, cat is calmly walking into that turn that it's a, is it a free port? I don't know where they are. Um, like where this, this new turn cell is container. Uh, yeah. Yeah, shipping yeah. Container storage facility. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Storage facility. Like cat is calmly walking into that as a normal non-inverted person. Right. And then she gets kicked. Right. She's not inverted until after she's shot. She never, well, yeah, she, she's never inverted through at the thick of it. Right. Yeah. They, they only, they invert her later. Um, but yeah, like, do you know what I mean? So she, yeah. so she gets to the free, she gets to the storage unit. He kicks her. He goes, he listens to events as they happen. Oh, then he goes through the turnstile. Oh, wow. I don't understand. It's really hard. Actually, I suggest you rewatch that scene. So you understand like how it's, it's so difficult because he comes in halfway and he's uninverted and then he goes through it. And then he's, you see his perspective on the other side. You really have to watch the whole thing and think you're in Sater's perspective. I guess I had to do to figure this out. I'm thinking about it from Kat's perspective, right? Because she's, so she's, she comes to the the free port in, you know, a calm manner. She freely walks in, she gets kicked. And then the next time we see her, she's on the, she's, she's like on the highway. And then she ends back up at the, the turnstile. Yes. So like. Like she's there, then she's on the road, and then she's back there. Like, how does that happen? I'll have to do that. I mean, like, what I've been doing is rewatching this entire section. Like yeah. last time, I watched it and said, "Okay, I'm the two forty one." That's how I watched it, and because that's what I had to do. I'm like, that's "Okay, clever, my, yeah." I'm the two forty one from my perspective. What's going on right now? Last this last time, I watched it and said, "Okay, I'm Seder. What's my perspective in each one of these scenes. I, I apparently now I have to do it for I'm cat. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's how I figured out where the two forty one is that Seder is able to get. Um, and that's what I didn't understand. Like the, the, after the sob crashes and the protagonist is upside down, he gets lit on fire by Seder. That's Seder's last moment in that scene. And he then just goes off. That's why he's able to say as he's going backwards in the scene, He's able to see. Oh, you handed it off to yourself there, and then he follows. When, himself. when, and where does he reinvert? That's a great question. I don't know. Somewhere they, else off screen. Yeah, because Ives takes control of that that turnstile. Maybe he, he, he. I think according to my whiteboard, he goes to Stalas Twelve and mm. uses that turn that hypocenter turnstile. Gotcha. Because he put the two forty one there, which would make sense. Unless he has other okay. ones. You've you've spent ten minutes yeah. on the first ten seconds, so let's uh let's let's keep going. Okay, now we cut to one hour, thirty-two minutes, forty <laughs> seconds. That's a whole nine seconds of coverage <laughs> there. And we have the protagonist on the side of the road. Uh he finds the discarded case um that the two forty one was in, and he puts his earbud into it. Mm, yes okay and this is what picks up the traffic that we hear uh, later on um basically saying get the other pieces of the algorithm the hypo center the 241 isn't in the case um really crack that 
<laughs> I don't know why that was necessary <laughs> to hear the hypocenter, right? Hear that word. Yeah. Um, uh, then um, you see Seder inverting backwards into um, his his car. Um, then we cut back to um, from the protagonist's perspective. He's watching the case on the side of the road. Uh, sees the case start to move backwards and enter into the uh, satyr's car as if because he threw it out, discarded it out the window because it was empty. And now it's being sucked back into the car as it drives down the road. Um, and the protagonist chases it very poorly driving <laughs> <laughs> backwards down the highway as he's trying to listen on his phone that he can't really control and the car he can't really control. Um, and that's, that's it. So there's not that much going on because it's just a lot of uh, uh, driving footage. Um, um, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out if the cars were inverted and which cars are inverted. There's no, we... there's no car inverted, right? No, the car that Cat's in is inverted. We know that. Oh, it is? Because he can't touch the brake. You know that the... moment when he goes to tie and touch the brake and he can't? I thought he just couldn't reach. No. And, then he, do... to... and then he does reach and get it. Oh, you're saying he's pulling off of the brake at the end? Yeah. He has to figure out how to have punched the brake. Is that right? I got to look it up now. I mean, that was my interpretation was he couldn't reach it. In this reviewing of the scene in that turnstile, there are cars inside the building. Oh, really? Under sheets. And I believe some of these cars are inverted. I can't tell if that sob he's driving is inverted. I imagine you'd be struggling. Well, no, because if the car was or wasn't. If you and the car are inverted, then the car should drive normally. But that's the, it almost seems like it does drive normally. But the well, world around o- o- it is backwards. Only if you're inverted though. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I honest, I was looking through the script to see if they described the cars being inverted and I haven't found it yet, but I have to keep looking because this like I feel like they some of them have to be for them to do some of the things they're doing. Interesting. I had never, never even thought about that. It would be um, like having an inverted gun. You'd be able to drive and get places. But if you're inverted with the inverted gun, the gun fires normally. I think from your from your perspective. If you're inverted, yeah, yeah, from the inverted perspective, yes. Like, but if you're the- if you're not inverted and you have an inverted gun, then. Yeah, you have to. But think about like the, from the protagonist's point of view before he's inverted, he sees the sob on crash. Oh yeah, is that caused by him, the inverted driver, or is that caused by the vehicle being inverted itself? Oh yeah, we talked about this. It's a. Uh, this is the problem with having an in, inverted object without agency. Inver- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it can't. It, it can't make decisions. It doesn't make involuntary movements. Now I just think of that guy on Reddit saying he wants to take the controls. Cause yeah, I think please. he's, he's listening, listening to us fumble, like just totally mess this up. 
and we can't make sense of it. I have a feeling the Saab and the car that Seder's crew are in are both supposed to be inverted. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe uh, that might be right. Like, yeah. And like I said, Seder seems to be a guy that will just try anything. Like, let's throw a, let's, let's put a sports car in there. What can we fit in this thing? <laughs> First of all, where's the turnstile that holds a car? Because I don't know that the one we saw is big enough to hold it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe they are not, pretty I'm, big. I'm a midsize sedan. Right. <laughs> he's yeah, in an that, SUV. Yeah, he's in like a, he's in like an Audi SUV though, right? Or a BMW yeah, it's SUV. A big car. It's a, yeah, it's a, maybe a Mercedes or something. Yeah. Like There's a Mercedes in there. <laughs> Also, like the Saab, like here's this inverted car just hanging out, <laughs> like at some dock. Go for it. Anyone yeah. can take it. Huh. All right. Yeah, I think you might be right. Maybe the cars are inverted. Hmm. Ugh, just another thing to add to the pile of things to figure out. Add to the whiteboard. I need a bigger whiteboard. We need Christopher Nolan to guest star on Tenet Men one day. I, I just always love watching him try to explain or he perfectly explains memento using a white, using a chalkboard. Yeah. And I would pay him money to explain tenant. On a, yeah. <laughs> he'd need a Tesseract to explain <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> yeah, let me bring in Matthew McConaughey to explain this to you all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. This is, uh, this is pretty. Pensar movement. <laughs> that was a little. That was, that was Forrest Gump. Gump. <laughs> I don't know about time travel, but I know what love is. <laughs> oh my god! I want to see Forrest Gump in a Christopher Nolan movie. That would be the character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the character. I want the character. I have a meeting in ten minutes. I oh, want to okay. see the Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'm sure you heard that. That was really yeah. loud. Um, yeah, I want to see Forrest Gump star in a Christopher Nolan time travel, time warping movie. Anyway, yeah, I've only got 10 minutes. Let's keep going. I, I'm done. That was the end. That's oh, the that was the end of your minute. Him. He's driving. Yeah, he's driving to um, Intercept, which is where we ended last time. Okay, yeah. Ooh. This is complicated. This is. God, I this hope is, this recorded. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, all right. Well, episode 52. Thank you all for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on, and one of us will read that. Be <laughs> rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning.